This is Anchor Your Retirement with Barb Golan from Safe Harbor Financial Planning Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Barb Golan provides her clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Anchor Your Retirement with Barb Cullen. Welcome to the Anchor Your Retirement podcast. I'm your host, Barbara Gullen, and I'm going to introduce my co-host today, Tony Shore. Hi, Tony. Uh, Hi, Barb. Great to be here with you today. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, as always, you're a great sidekick here to help us figure some of these things out. (laughs) Well, I'm just along for the ride, and I'm learning from you each show, at least when it comes to finances, that's for sure. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, I'm just here to, uh, provide some, uh, I'm, I'm nothing but noise on this end. That's, that's what I am. Uh, you're way more than noise, Tony. <laughs> you're way more than noise. Once in a while, I come up with a good question or two. I'm trying to think, what would our <laughs> listeners want to know about this topic? So, um, speaking of that, uh, well, at first, uh, we were talking before the show, you were without power for how long last week? 70 hours, three days, three days, um, yep. without power. And in the summer, that means without AC and I can't live without air conditioning, Barb. I don't know how you do I am right there with you. Well, you know, we got a little bit of a break cause it rained. So it cooled off the air for a little while. And I finally opened some windows to try to get some fresh air in, but I also let in so much humidity. And for those of you watching this on YouTube, these curls are real and it was frizzy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do have naturally curly hair and I bet the humidity even, uh, you know, exaggerates that fact. Oh, it was insane. It was insane. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's great. Well, you look great now. And so the Thanks. hair looks great. Uh, obviously you're in air conditioning again. That's good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little cooler here today, but next week they said one day we're supposed to reach a high of well over a hundred, which is unusual for Kansas city. Yeah. The same. Uh, they said the same. I'm up in Minneapolis right now and they, uh, well in this, in the twin cities area, and they said the same for here, that we're going to hit over 100 uh, oh either gosh. end of this week, beginning of next. And uh, for, for Minnesota, that's 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 yeah. hot. And when it happens here, it's humid. As you know, in Kansas City, it's the same thing. It's very oh, humid geez. when it gets hot, right? That's crazy. Yeah. 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 So what are we talking about on the show today, Barb? Today, we're going to talk about the five parts of a financial plan when we're laying everything out for you and trying to figure out, you know, when we're putting together that income plan for retirement, like I've explained to people, you know, when you're in your earning years, when you're making money and putting money away, it looks a whole lot different than it does in your distribution years. When we reach that top of the mountain and we're starting to work our way down to take money out, we've got to look at things differently than we do while we're still working and making money. Yeah. Well, that's that's a good point. You're right. It's like a, a 180, really. I mean, in our in our working years, we're taking our income and using it to create savings. 
And in our uh, retirement years, we're taking our savings and using it to create income, right? So it's a complete- Precisely. And and that's what people aren't good at. It's like, how do we do that? And how do we do that without making costly mistakes? And how do we do that without running out of money? Uh, you know, we don't want that bank account to hit our hit zero before our blood pressure does, right? No, no. You know, I joke that I have some clients that are trying to time it so that they're spending their last dime as the second <laughs> foot goes in the grave. Yeah, like they say, bounce. Uh, I want my last check to bounce is what they used to say. Of course, nobody <laughs> writes checks anymore. I'm just showing my age, but yeah. I remember writing checks. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I still do every now and then. Yeah. Every now and then. I haven't written one in a while, to be honest, which is good. Yeah. I, well, it's oh, good and bad. Anyway. You, you actually you actually really feel it if you have to write on a check when you pay your bills. You do. Uh, but when it's automatically taken out, it can catch you by surprise, right? It, it most certainly can. That's for sure. So we're talking about the five major components of a financial plan, right? Uh, yep. So uh, wh- where does that begin? Well, the first thing that you know, makes the most sense. We're going to start out with cash flow. Okay. Because while you're working, you know what your take home pay is and you know when you're going to get paid and you know how it's going to come in. So the first thing we're going to look at is what your cash flow looks like in retirement. Because obviously most people get paid a couple of times a month, whether it's every other week or twice a month or something like, or maybe even weekly, very few people are getting paid once a month while they're working. Right. But guess what? Social security comes once a month. Uh, If you're a federal employee and drawing that kind of pension or really any kind of pension is going to come once a month. So, you know, it's even that whole mindset and overhauling when you're going to pay bills and how all of that's going to work when you're getting that one check a month and it's got to last 30 days instead of two weeks. That makes that end of the month kind of tough for some people who were living check to check when they were getting it every week or every other week, right? Well, and even as they're adjusting to it, it can get a little bit scary, Yeah, you know? So that's why we usually coach our clients to have a little bit more in savings as they're getting ready to transition to retirement. If you're a federal employee, your pension probably isn't going to start for three or four months after you retire. And even then it's only going to be 60 to 80% of what they determine the final pension amount is going to be. So, you know, you kind of get that pension in stages. Uh, You really do need to have some money put back in the bank so that you've got that to make sure that you've got all the bills covered. Yeah, for sure. Uh, That's interesting. I didn't know that pensions work that way. I mean, uh, a lot of people, of course, nowadays aren't fortunate enough to have a pension, but if you are, if you are a government employee, uh, that mm-hmm. is interesting. I just assumed it started day one from when you or within 30 days of you leaving your job or retiring. You know, in a perfect world, you would think so. And maybe with some other organizations, it does. But the Office of Personnel Management has to coordinate that for all federal employees retiring across the board, and they just don't have the infrastructure to get it done. So even sure. though you're being credited for it and you will eventually get that money, right. you're not you're not going to see anything for a good 90-ish days for the wow. most part. Wow, wow. Yeah. 
So you really do have to plan ahead. And again, that's a great reason to have a financial advisor like yourself yeah, uh, to I mean, help you plan for that. Yeah. I mean, if you're smart, you've banked your vacation time for the last year because they're going to pay that out to you in a lump sum on the federal side. But other than that, you know, it, it's you're at the mercy of what's in the bank. And yep. if you need to getting money out of your thrift savings plan to help make those ends meet. Yeah. Yeah. So cash flow is number one uh, on our mm-hmm. list of five things. And that makes sense, obviously. Uh, yeah. If and, you- and when we're building it out, we're looking at what your take home pay is now. You know, the whole idea that you're going to spend less when you retire is a myth. It right. really it, is. Because no one wants to take a pay cut in retirement. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't know, people assume that they're going to be able to live on, you know, 30, 40 percent less in retirement yeah. than they do right now is uh, that is a myth, isn't it? It really is. I mean, you know, your car insurance isn't going to get cut by a third just because you're retired now. Right. Your your taxes, your property taxes aren't going to be reduced. Now, in some states, they do freeze that property tax level once you reach a certain age, but you can still have increases even within that level. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it only makes sense to look at what you're taking home now or perhaps even a little bit more if you're planning on traveling or doing something you haven't been able to do and making that our baseline for your cash flow when you are retired. Yeah. Makes, makes sense, Barb. Now, What's number two? Number two is liquidity. Okay. This is the money that you can get your hands on quickly in case you need to put a down payment on a new air conditioner or you end up with some unexpected repairs or have to meet an insurance deductible. Okay. You know, a block down the house from me, down the, down the street from me. Um, a tree hit a house and totally obliterated their carport with the car underneath it. And when they finally got the trees pulled off, the gutters were just a mangled mess. I mean, of course, you know, but you've still got to come up with a deductible or, you know, to get a tree taken down can be two to $5,000. So we want to be sure you've got that money sitting in the bank for those emergencies. Yeah, I mean, you never know when the furnace is going to go out or the AC or you're going to need a new refrigerator or appliance, things like that, or a new vehicle or a repair or healthcare costs in retirement. I mean, there are still, even on Medicare, there are deductibles and premiums and things, you know, supplemental insurance that you do have to pay for. And for those expenses, you need some liquidity, don't you? You really do. You don't want to have to go dip into your IRA or into your investments every time you have an unexpected expense. For sure. For sure. And speaking of investments and IRAs, Mm -hmm. uh, for a successful retirement, we're talking about the five keys. We've talked about cash flow and liquidity, one and two. Mm -hmm. Uh, But speaking of investments, what's number three? Number three is growth. And this part actually has several different let's call it subparts to it. Sure. Um, you know, we've got the emergency reserve, which we kind of talked about a little bit li- with liquidity, the two of yep. those kind of dovetail together. But then we've got what I call an old age account and a fun money account. Hmm, that's okay? interesting. I can guess on fun money and that'll be fun to talk <laughs> about, but let's, let's start with actually the old age account. Um, uh, well, what is that? I've never heard that. Well, Tony, did you know someday you're going to be old? 
I, you know what, Barb? Actually, I'm not olding. I'm the or aging. I'm I'm the exception. I'm not getting old. Okay, I'll make a mental note. I'll never yeah. bring it up again. <laughs> I'm also not living in reality, apparently, because my <laughs> as my wife and children remind me, I am aging. Uh, in fact, I made up a new term, olding. I'm olding, I guess. You're at this, olding. Okay. <laughs> at, the, at this point. We'll, uh, we'll make that word. I don't feel any older, Barb, but, uh, but yes, people do get old. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, someday you might actually need some help taking care of yourself. True. You know, gone are the days where you go live in a nursing home and you spend an indefinite amount of time there. With the way care is now, we try to keep you in your home as long as possible. You know, right. in fact, both of my in-laws, in fact, hospiced at home and passed away at home. They never went to a care wow. facility of any time of any kind. But we also don't necessarily, you know, I'm not a fan of long-term care insurance because it's a one trick pony. And if we all get our wish and fall asleep one night and don't wake up the next morning, like I've said before, we waste that money. So for our old age account, we want to look at some sort of tool that we can use where we've got the money not invested in the stock market because we don't want to be in a place where we need the money like in 2022 when the market was <laughs> correcting. Yeah. yeah, definitely down. Um, but we want it to make better interest rates than what it'll make in the bank so that we've got a shot at keeping pace or outpacing inflation. Right. But we also want to know that if you can't do two of six of those activities of daily living, things that we take for granted, like walking across a room, being able to dress yourself, feed yourself, uh, take a shower unassisted and, you know, just those yeah. basic things like that. Or God forbid you're diagnosed with a terminal illness. We want to know that we can get our hands on that money and that you are still in control and using that money as you see fit and for your benefit that you're not assigning it to a care facility or a nursing home or something like that. You're still in control, but we've got that money earmarked and set aside to take care of you if you get sick. Yeah. This especially comes in handy when you've got a married couple where we set up an account for each person like this, because more often than not, the first person that gets sick can go through most of the assets and then the other person that's still alive afterward is left with next to nothing. Yeah. And then there's nothing to pass on either uh, right. to your family or loved ones. So uh, I like that we're addressing this because long-term care is a huge issue. It's outrageously expensive health care. Uh, you know, my mom has Parkinson's and she has to have full-time care. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but um, it's outrageously expensive. And, and you know, mm -hmm. I, I like that you brought up long-term care insurance because traditional long-term care insurance, you're just putting all this money into it. And uh, if you don't ever need it, you don't get it back. And it's outrageously right. expensive. Most places don't even carry long-term care insurance anymore and it's unaffordable. Uh, but there are other ways to plan for it, like creating these accounts and yeah. maybe trying to get the in-home care you need and having the money to have choices rather than right. have to go on Medicaid, um, because Medicare doesn't cover long-term care. People don't realize it that. It doesn't. It doesn't. It will cover some rehab care, but it's not going to cover if you need indefinite Like for care. my mom, you know, my right. mom's facility, and she's in a small uh, Midwestern farm town, it's 6000 plus a month, uh, and uh, and it's great care. She's getting good care there. 
Uh, but, um, yeah, you, you just can't, that kind of money is, is crazy. And it can be, you know, if you need memory care, then it's like 12 grand a month. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So, and most yes. people prefer to have in-home care and, and, uh, you know, my dad doesn't want to go anywhere. He's still on the farm and he, he's not going to ever leave for any reason. So. Nope. Yeah. So I've, I've, I've met with clients and they're like, we're going out of our house feet first and in a pine box. <laughs> That's what my dad says. Uh, <laughs> but aging is a real thing. And you, but if it you is. plan ahead for it and there are other vehicles too, I know you've talked about, and we don't want to get off, off course here, but you know, there are other ways to, uh, help ensure for, for long-term care and, right. uh, and, uh, creating that uh, account now fund money is part of growth. You said yes. part of the growth funds. Uh, what does that mean? I assume like stuff like travel and things like that. Right. You know, I, there are a lot of things that we can't do in our working years that we want to do once we retire, take you know, kids, whether grandkids to Disney world or something. Oh heck, take yourself to Disney. World. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. You know, or to just be able to go, you know, one of the things I've always wanted to do is take like a summer RV tour oh, and go up through a, a bunch of the national parks and yeah. stuff like that. It'd be so fun. So, yeah, you know, I different people have different ideas of what they want to do. Maybe you want to take a cruise. Maybe you want to go spend some extended time in Europe. You know, I mean, but the whole point of the fun money is that this is going to be more than likely invested in the market because we want it to grow, but we want it to be in a managed money situation where somebody's minding the store so that you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, I think that that's good. And growth is important. Uh, even within retirement, you have to have some growth. Uh, and that's where you look at different investments and asset allocation. I know you've talked about that before, Barb. Um, yep. What's number four on the list? Number four is the dreaded tax plan. Oh, taxes. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Aside from death, we really can't get around these either. But if you happen to be in a situation where you've got a pension and you've got a decent income in retirement and your nest egg is growing yeah. tax deferred, once you reach that age where you have to start taking required minimum distributions somewhere between 73 and 75, depending on the year you were born since secure act 2.0 passed earlier this year, you could end up getting hit with a really big tax bill when they start forcing you to take that money out. Yeah. You that's, know? Yeah. And so that's true. And so people, a lot of people think I'm going to be paying so much less in taxes in retirement. I don't need to worry about it, but you want to minimize your tax burden in retirement. And like you say, I guess those tax deferred accounts, uh, those taxes are due. That's really a joint account with uncle Sam and you're going to have to pay him his 25, 30% in retirement, right? Absolutely. I mean, that money's going to come out taxed as ordinary income. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, I, I remember my grandparents having conversations with my parents, like we were talking about earlier in the show today, about living on less once they were retired. And that really wasn't the case. Yeah. I mean, especially you know, nowadays. I mean, you know, the no. cost of living and property taxes going up, things like that. So a tax plan, as far as having a successful retirement, uh, in order to have a successful retirement, the reason this is on the list is you need to minimize that tax burden, right? And so yep. 
So there are solutions to that to make your retirement more successful. If you work with somebody like yourself, Barb, you can help your clients with that, correct? And our listeners? And, you know, that's what we really do invest a lot of our time in doing for people and looking at what makes the most sense. Now, some people aren't going to need a very comprehensive tax plan because their nest egg is small and they're going to end up using a good portion of it to maintain their lifestyle. But for other people that have hundreds of thousands of dollars or more sitting in accounts that they're not going to tap into, not only could it be a potential tax burden for them, but it it could also end up really impacting their heirs, their future generations. Being a liability. Yeah. My dad is finding that out because he inherited a lot of my grandpa's farmland and the buildings. And so uh, with estate taxes and taxes on the land, uh, it's tough. And you know, that farm's been in the Shore family since the 1800s. It was homesteaded by our family. My grandfather grew up there. My dad grew up there and I grew up there because there's two houses. I grew up on the same farm and my grandma and grandpa lived there. My mom and dad lived there. I grew up there. And so it's crazy that when my grandfather passes away, at first they're like, well, you owe all this taxes. You're going to have to sell the farm to pay the taxes. Mm-hmm. And it's been in the family for years. I mean, and, and then it's in the state of Minnesota. So there are there are exceptions for farmland and for family mm-hmm. farms, which helps. So uh, that's good because we want to keep it in the family. But again, tax planning and working with a financial professional can't do it without it. Um, no, you really can't. Yeah. Or, you know, you don't want to find out this is not the time to do a do-it-yourself project. Yeah. No, it's it's before grandpa passes away. Uh, he needs a good financial planner on his side. So mm-hmm. uh, that's number four, tax planning. And we've got one more left, the five keys to a successful retirement. What's the final one? Last but not least is your estate plan. Ah, estate planning, which we were just alluding to, right? I mentioned we are, yeah. And really, no matter how small your estate is, you have an estate. And regardless of whether or not you think you need a plan, if you don't create one, don't worry, the state already has one for you. Uh, yeah, and you don't want that for your loved ones. You don't want to leave it up to the state and the courts. So you're saying people, in order to have a successful retirement, need to have an estate plan, which includes what's included in an estate plan, Barb? Well, the first thing that I'm going to touch on in the estate plan is the durable powers of attorney for both health care and for financial matters. Okay. Okay. And most people don't realize that that's part of your estate plan, but it really is. Because in the event that you're incapacitated, and can't speak for yourself. You know, if you're alive and conscious and can speak for yourself, that's awesome. If you're dead and you've got your beneficiary designations in place, well, that's not really awesome. At least it's not a headache. Okay. Yeah. The problem is if you're somewhere in the middle where you're still alive, but you can't speak on your own behalf, um, it can be very difficult to be able to have for the person that you want to have the authority to make those decisions on your behalf when you can't speak for yourself if these documents aren't in place. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's so true. And my uh, parents and I recently took care of that. They took care of that. And uh, my wife and I are planning on doing that uh, as well. We're going to revisit it. We've had it in place before, but we haven't updated it in a long time. So uh, you also have to keep it current, don't you? 
Yes, yes. For those of you that had that trust or that will developed 15 or 20 years ago, you know, if there's guardianship provisions in there for your kids and the grandkids are coming to stay with you for the weekend, it's definitely time to update those. Yeah, yeah. Very, very important. And I know, you know, you're not an estate planning attorney, but you nope. do have you do take a holistic look at people's financial plan and creating a retirement plan. And it includes things like tax planning and estate planning. And that's why you work alongside CPAs and tax professionals, as well as estate planning attorneys to help your clients, correct? Yep. Not to mention the team of CFPs that we have that help us look at these our overall plans and help us make sure that we haven't missed anything or that there isn't a better option out there for a given situation. Yeah, that's that is huge. Well, Barb, uh, these are far five huge points. And, and, you know, in the future, we'll probably do shows break on each one, you know, where we get into a few more details. Oh, yeah. But I think it's good to look at the for people to know these five key parts uh, because they might say, oh, I didn't even realize that was a part of it. Or, hey, I have one or two of those and I think I can manage that. But wow, to have all five taken care of and a written plan in place that covers that, uh, that's invaluable. I mean, it's huge. And, you know, it gives everybody peace of mind because if something happens to you through the tools that we have, like our generational vault, which we haven't talked about yet, but if you've got questions about that, you can always reach out to us at anchoryourretirement.com. The Generational Vault is a secure document storage, cloud-based, but also encrypted so that your information is safe, where given given the circumstance, an advisor like myself can help you when you're in the worst situation you could imagine to try to help you get those documents pulled together and to make the transition as easy as possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's really critical. Well, uh, why don't you let our listeners know before we go, how they can set up that no charge, no obligation consultation with you to either get a plan in place or get a second opinion on where they're currently at. Absolutely. You can always reach out to us at anchoryourretirement.com or you can call our main offices, which is area code 913-553-6222. All right. Well, thank you so much, Barb. Great show today. This is a really important topic, understanding each of these five areas, isn't it? It, it really is. It is. But hey, you have a great weekend and we'll chat again soon, okay? All right. Thanks, Barb. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Anchor Your Retirement with our host, Barb Gullen. Thank you for listening to Anchor Your Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Barb Gullen at Safe Harbor Financial Planning Group. Call 913-553-6222 or visit them online at anchoryourretirement.com. Advisory services are offered through Safe Harbor Financial Planning Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or enforced by the Social Security
Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.